Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast, where we interview the people behind the amazing products we all use every day. I'm Laura Foti, and today I'm thrilled to be speaking with Andy Norman, Vice President of IT for Bob Evans Farms, a company that is near and dear to my heart. Andy is a forward-thinking senior IT leader and change agent with expertise in program oversight, strategy, development, execution, business transformation, and scalability. He spent the last 25 years of his technology career in Columbus, Ohio, working for some of the nation's most well-known companies such as NetJets, Wendy's, and currently Bob Evans Farms. Andy has been with Bob Evans Farms since 2019, where he leads the company-wide IT strategy. He and his team develop and oversee future technical business solutions across applications, infrastructure, security, and enterprise reporting. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I grew up going to the Bob Evans restaurants and have fond memories of many weekends filled with blueberry pancakes and cran grape juice. But I understand that that's not the Bob Evans that we know today. Can you talk a little bit about the company's evolution over the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Bob Evans was started about over 70 years ago in a very small town um, in, in Southeast Ohio. And, uh, you know, actually started with a small sausage shop and, you know, it grew from there. And I think most people would resonate with it, you know, with the Bob Evans restaurants, um, as well as the Bob Evans products in the, uh, the grocery aisle as well. So flash forward to 2018, the, um, the restaurant division and the manufacturing division actually split into two companies. And Golden Gate Capital bought the restaurant division and then Post Holdings acquired uh, the manufacturing division, which is the division I work for, Bob Evans Farms. So that's kind of been the evolution. So, so our group is responsible for making all of the, uh, the mashed potatoes, the sausage, all the products that you go get in your groceries or refrigerated section. I'm pretty sure they're one of my mom's secret weapons, especially around family holidays. Those mashed potatoes are amazing. They, they are. I found out, uh, you know, my mom's been passing them off as her own for the last three years as well, oh, wow. around uh, Thanksgiving time too. So yeah, that is certainly one of my favorites as well. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good tip out there for our listeners. You know, when I think about the impact of COVID these past few years, and I, I think about the changing behavior of consumers, you know, a lot of us used to go out to restaurants, you know, a lot, and then all of a sudden we all found ourselves stuck at home. Um, how did that impact your business, especially, you know, given the timing of of these changes? Yeah, it certainly did. You know, we're fortunate that we're, uh, we're part of Post Holdings, so we have kind of a portfolio of brands and consumer packaged goods. We make up the refrigerated retail segment. So, you know, during the heart of COVID, we actually saw an increase in sales and in volume and demand, um, you know, based on everyone was kind of eating at home more. But being part of a portfolio of, of brands really helps you weather those type of events. At the end of the day, um, you know, we're able to service what, what our customers and, and ultimately the end users want. Yeah. And you've worked with some, you know, companies that we've all interacted with. Um, you know, Wendy's obviously being one of the, you know, the quick service restaurants. Um, you know, are there any challenges in your experience that are unique to refrigerated versus more that QSR experience for customers? Yeah, absolutely. They certainly have their their differences, right? With, with quick service, you know, you're... you're you're actually doing the technology and the front forward of, of how users or, you know, folks that are buying the food are interacting, whether it's on their personal app, whether they're, you know, through COVID that, you know, they had to change in QSR where they were doing pickup of food orders, right? It was hands-free, everything kind of morphed there. 
Whereas is our company is really focused on um, enabling through technology as it relates to the manufacturing of the products. We had a big challenge during COVID with labor in our manufacturing facilities. So how are we attracting and retaining talent in, in those facilities? How are we introducing technology and systems and solutions that make it easier for folks to not only make the food, but also to make it right? And then at the same time, enhancing our supply chain, because there's a lot of supply chain challenges during the downturn as well. And then how do you make that as efficient as you can through systems and processes? Yeah, and that's a great segue into the next topic, which I wanted to cover. You know, so oftentimes I'm speaking with the people developing the products and the packaging, but you are kind of the person behind the scenes enabling them to do that. Um, how do you think about the role of, of technology in, in food manufacturing and product development? Yeah, it, you know, it plays a large role. One of the things I've loved about being in technology and, and throughout my entire career is every place needs technology. Every part of a place needs technology in some forms. And you get to learn a lot about the entire business. So from a manufacturing perspective, you know, as I mentioned, it's, it's not only the systems and solutions that, that we're using to forecast what we need to sell, how we need to make it, make sure that it's safe for our consumers, but also safe when we're working in solutions in the cloud, right? We're touching the network. So we have, you know, um, operational technology that we have to keep you know, safe in, in the actual manufacturing facilities. We have um, our core ERP that's working with ancillary systems and, and the cloud and how we're enabling those. And at the end of the day, it's also about process reengineering. How do we get better at what we're doing and then find a solution that's not necessarily customizable anymore? We're looking for configurability as opposed to customization and everything we're doing. And, and even at the corporate level, right, how are we um, looking at our demand signals? How are we innovating our products? So, you know, specific to packaging and everything, there's a lot of things coming up with we need our products packaged differently, whether it's larger footprint, whether it's smaller footprint in both areas. How do you attract those customers at the um, at the grocer with nice visual displays of not only what's in your package, nutritional content wise, but, you know, how does it grab you? How does it showcase what that product's going to look like on your dinner table? I mean, that resonates with me. I always think about the ice cream aisle. It's like the ice cream aisle test. If you go to an ice cream aisle today, I swear there's like a hundred different brands. And I literally could spend 20 minutes deciding yep. what to buy. And, and there's keto, there's, you know, vegan, there's, you know, I could go out of gelato, there's the sorbet, you know, I could go on and on. And your point about making products that stand out on the shelf and that grab consumers' attention is just more important today than ever before. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, what are, you know... What I love about I've, my backgrounds in technology, I started my career more on your end of the spectrum. And I always loved working with the business partners to understand their needs. Um, what are the biggest challenges facing, you know, your product and packaging and R&D leaders right now? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, we're very fortunate at Bob Evans um, Farms that our IT group is highly embedded with our with our business partners, not only at the leadership level, but you know, you know, at the grassroots level. So we have a business relationship management model in our IT division where we're physically in tune with everyone in the organization, what their needs are, not only helping them with, you know, documenting current process, but to be process. How do you continuously improve? What are the needs there as opposed to, hey, we need a system, we need IT to go 
build it or find it for us. We're not looked at as a cost center. We're looked at as a partner. And that's made all the difference because that helps us work with our business partners to understand, is it a challenge? Is it an opportunity? How do you enable and then seek the right solution that's going to work for everyone? And then we're still part of that process with a vendor as well when we implement that and then, of course, support it going forward. Yeah. I want to come back to a topic you you briefly touched on because I think it's so important, and that's reimagining your processes. And I think that's fascinating when it comes to manufacturing because we oftentimes think about a manufacturing process, which is pretty straightforward. You know, one, you know the engineers have fi- typically figured that out, mm-hmm. but there's all these processes before that product is even goes into manufacturing, the commercialization process where you're doing, you know, you're collaborating with your suppliers, you're figuring out if it's cost effective, you know, you're making sure it's going through quality checks and how has technology impacted the front side of product development and how have you seen that change? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it is about documenting the current process, how it can be better. To be honest, a lot of that, you know, historically has been done manually, whether through emails, whether through spreadsheets, or, you know, we have great people with great ideas. And it's how do you put tools in place that help with that? You know, to your point, we're looking for ways and have done ways where we're taking our products and putting them in smaller footprints, like whether that's a, a cup or a single serving, right, of our mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, or we're being asked by, you know, the grocers for family style packs at a Costco, at, at, a, at a, a Walmart, if you will. So it runs across the gamut and you have to build those and manufacture them and then has different specs, different packaging and solutions that ultimately can stress a supply chain or stress a manufacturing facility if not done right. And you want it to be profitable, of course, and you want it to adhere to all the standards that you're trying to do. So how do you put solutions in there that make it more efficient, make it easy to find that information? And I'll give you a good example. We recently acquired um, the Egg Beaters product. So that's in the Bob Evans fold now. And it was a good testament to our systems process and solutions to be able to pull everything that comes with a new product, master data, cost, you know, raw materials, everything, bring it into our systems and solutions, produce it the way it was produced before. So it doesn't change taste profile wise and then ultimately sell it. So you have to have all those lined up. And that's where I think technology helps with that. I I love that. And that's, you know, as a consumer, to me, that's the magic of all the data and information it takes to make the same thing right every single time. Mm -hmm. It really is amazing that companies do that at scale like you guys do. I mean, I could go, you know, to a Wegmans in Pennsylvania and buy your product and I can go into Albertsons in California and buy your product. And even if it was manufactured in different facilities, it's going to taste exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, hopefully. It and, should. And, but it, <laughs> I, I think what people don't realize is that's so much harder. It is. Um, it is. Uh, you know, and I think one other interesting point is, you know, you're doing all this process transformation at the same time, we've seen amazing leaps in technology. And many of us have experienced this as consumers. I mean, the as consumers, we, the cloud is everything almost, Mm -hmm. but for business for a long time, things weren't on the cloud. And I think folks don't know this, that you guys used to have things on premise. Mm -hmm. Can you describe even what that means for some of our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to be, a couple of years ago, we moved our infrastructure um, up to a hybrid cloud model so that, you know, that's really helped from scalability perspective, disaster recovery and all the fun things that an IT person would care about. Um, you know, our our application tier for our, our ERP is still on premises, but it's a recent version. You know, as we look to move to the cloud there, what we're, we're looking to do is. I'm starting to see a trend really around the ERP itself, you know, is shrinking. You're still going to have your order to cash, your procure to pay procedures, uh, you know, in place. But you're starting to look for purpose-built solutions around the edge, edge applications that are SaaS or cloud-based 
that can bolt on to your ERP footprint and help keep you scalable and malleable. You know, so Post Holdings likes to look to acquire where it makes sense. Refrigerated retail is a growing segment, much like egg beaters coming in. We need to make sure our systems and processes are cloud-based safe, first and foremost, and they're scalable and can grow without having to do a lot of integrations or changes if something new comes to bear. Yeah, I mean, we're really excited to partner with you. And um, as you're on on your journey uh, of enterprise digital transformation, it's a topic that pretty much every company is facing these days. Uh, how can product and packaging professionals, let's flip it, how can they better work with IT leaders on this transformation journey? Yeah, I'll kind of go back to what I answered before, right? I mean, it's all about the partnership that you have at the place that you're at. Um, you know, I think, you know, packaging and um, and imagery and marketing and, and professionals, they're very good at what they do. And IT professionals are very good at what they do. But it's really about that relationship and saying, how can one enable the other? Because, frankly, I think the business side can help enable technology, too, you know, as opposed to I want a system. It's working hand in hand on what what are we trying to solve? What are we trying to make better? And how can we work together to go do that? But a lot, I mean, and the relationships get even more deepened, I guess, when you're working with a vendor coming in and a product where the business partners, the vendor, the IT group are all one implementing that. And it creates good relationships and it creates good support models around it going forward. Yeah, I love that. There's the bottom line is there's so many people behind the products we use every day. It's not just the, the person thinking of that next idea or the food scientist. It's the packaging person thinking about how you get it to market. It's you thinking about how to enable your your partners with that technology. It, it, it really is truly amazing to see the network of folks behind the scenes that come together. Um, you know, what are you most excited about when you think about the impact that technology can have on a company like Bob Evans Farms? You know, from a personal perspective, you know, love what we're doing right now. And, you know, as we move to the cloud, as we're making more secure um, selection of technology, it's building it in a way that we can grow where, you know, we can acquire another division or we can acquire a company or bring in new products. And it also sets us up for success for innovative products, right? So as trends change in the consumer industry, we want to make sure our core products, you know, are still serving the needs, but how do you tweak some of those? We have some really great products coming out. We have some recent ones that have come out like our cauliflower mash. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, if you would have thought like, you know, mashed potatoes, but they're cauliflower. I mean, but today it's resonating with our consumers. But being able to do that through innovation, through solutions is what excites me. And then what does that future look like with growth? Like Will's big success, bringing an egg beaters brand into our business. So, you know, I'm optimistic to see what we can continue to do. I love that. And I don't envy the guys you, uh, the job you guys have, because I look at TikTok and the rate of change of what's going viral, I mean, every day it's something different. And yep. you talked about the cauliflower mashed potatoes, like the speed of the consumer demand and appetite for innovation and new things is is faster than it ever has been, even compared to, to five years ago when we still had Facebook and Instagram. Um, and so knowing that you're setting your counterparts up for success to literally move at the speed of, you know, the social media where you're getting all this feedback for what people want to see next is really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, what product, what product is your favorite right now from the portfolio? I, I'd say, you know, my favorite hands downs are our classic mashed potatoes, I know, but I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Love our sausage too. Now that that's brilliant. I love those kind of partnerships. And, and again, I mean, Post Holdings is a holding company, the ability for you guys to work together through technology, I'm sure is also something you're looking at. Absolutely. Uh, which yes. is exciting. Um, what product trend are you most excited about these days? 
Um, I kind of like what's happening in the packaging space where, you know, it's serving the needs of families or even larger groups with family packs or, or bigger segments, you know, at the Costco's, you know, we just recently joined Costco as a family too. And it's, you know, like changed my wife's world, you know, so, but then also at the same time, the singular cup size servings, right. For, you know, like something, if you want to take mashed potatoes to lunch or take the the mac and cheese to lunch before you were taking, you know, a pretty, pretty large tray that might serve more than just one person. Now there's that singular option, but also a family style option across it. So the variance to serve the different needs of what our end consumers are looking to do in their life is, is pretty exciting. Oh, I love that. Um, well, Andy, how can people follow and stay up to date with what Bob Evans Farms is doing? Um, well, you can find us at bobevansgrocery.com um, out there, you know, we're constantly talking about our new products and products out on the shelves. There's also some options to buy online. Um, and then, of course, you know, through social media, our marketing team, our communication teams does a great job posting out there on, on all the great things going on. Awesome. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and for those listening, we want to hear from you. Uh, what do you like about the show? Who should we have on next? There's a lot of great, amazing guests out there. Um, you can hit me up at Laura, L-A-U-R-A at specright.com or find me on LinkedIn at Laura Foti. Andy, thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems, and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With Specrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specright.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com.